Okay, guys. Well, so, um, my boyfriend actually told me this case, um, a couple days ago. And I wanted to do it while it was still fresh in my mind. We're going to be talking about, we're going to be talking about Zachary Davis. And he was a 15-year-old boy who killed his mom. And now he's in prison. Uh, my boyfriend, like I said, he's the one who told me the case. <clears throat> we were sitting on the couch. And he decided, he, not decided, he showed me this case. And I was like, oh, I was like, why are you showing me this case? And he knows I podcast. He, he really um showed me. He was like, oh, I just wanted to show you, like, what this kid did to his mom. And I was sitting here and I was like, man, I can't lose it. And then it hit me today. And I was like, okay. Let me, um, let me, let me podcast about this case. Um, I'm sick. I just can't win. Just a lot of stuff has been going on, um, with moving and just relocating and getting everything situated. It's just been a little bit stressful and just things added on top of the stress. But you know what? It's okay. Cause, um, my boyfriend said we're going to get through it. It's going to be fine. And that's what I'm going to do because, um, like I told him, I said the only good thing about going or hitting rock bottom, and he looked at me and was like, was that? I was like, there's only one way to go. And I said, and that way is up. I can't go any lower. I mean, I probably could, but I don't want to. So we're just going to fight. I'm just going to keep fighting and pushing and manifesting everything that I need to. And hopefully... Um, everything will be okay. Um, just a bunch of crap has happened and I've been emotional these past like two days. Um, I hope you don't hear that loud ass truck because <laughs> I'm podcasting in the living room because my boyfriend's at work till 11. So, uh, I get kind of bored and icon our dog kind of just sleeps all the time he like just got off the couch when he heard me talking and went to go lay down across the floor um across in the spare bedroom and just went back to sleep so yeah um and i'm i started wayward pines because it looks good and i'm almost on a season i'm not season I'm on season one, almost like episode five. Um, but I wanted to pause this because um, it's almost nine o'clock and I don't like to podcast at night because I get a little scared. But this case isn't shouldn't scare me. And I don't know last time if I told you guys. I have an Apple phone, so I switched to Apple. I'm now an Apple user. If I told you guys that before, I'm sorry, but <laughs> I have an Apple phone. I have the 13... I cannot wait for the 15 to drop in September, but my boyfriend, he had the 10, and he um, he went to AT&T, and he decided to one-up me and get the 14, and then today he said that, oh, no one cares what a poop iPhone 13 user has to say, and I was like, that's just kind of low bunk, even though he meant jokingly. Um, I told him that's fine. I said, I'll one-up you uh, come September, and I will... Um, just flat out, I'll flat out outright by the 15. That's fine. (laughs) 
Um, but yeah, it's true what they say is once you go Apple, like you don't ever go back. I don't ever plan on going back to Android and I was a huge Samsung person and now I love everything about my my Apple. I love that I can play iMessage games. I love that I can FaceTime. Um, people who have iPhones, I can still FaceTime people who have Android like um, my children's father. When I, I uh, FaceTime them, I just have to download, uh, um, what is it? Google Google Meets. Yeah, I think it's Google Meets. So I have to download that or whatever it is. And I have to video chat them on that because their dad doesn't have an iPhone. So, And I pay for insurance for my phone. And my biggest thing was why I didn't want to get an Apple. Because I was like, my klutzy ass would drop it. I almost dropped it in the kitchen yesterday. And my boyfriend was like, oh my god. I almost shit myself, but I said it's okay, because that's why I have insurance, but anyway, um, so yeah, that's what I've been up to, things are going to get crazy, um, I was taking a drink, <laughs> like I said, I'm sick, and I'm stuffy and nasally, and I, my mouth just gets super dry quickly, so I like to stay hydrated. So, that's enough of me rambling. <sighs> um, excuse me. Like I said, today we are going to be talking about Zachary Davis. And we're going to hop right into that. And like I said, Zachary was 15 years old when he murdered his mother. Oh, I did not know about his brother because my boyfriend only showed me um, him killing his mom. Like, murdering his mom. I didn't see this part. He murdered his mother with a sledgehammer. And he attempted to kill his brother by setting the house on fire. Oh, my gosh. I did not... I did not know that. I must have skipped past that part. So. Let's, um, let's get to it. So I guess Zach, I'm going to call him Zach. I'm not going to call him Zachary. I'll only call him Zachary when I quote his grandma. Um, I don't know. I just feel weird using people's full names. It, it's just weird to me. So Zach was known for his abnormal behavior. He um, had, he whispered um, some type of like utterance as if like he was trying to like conceal his like real voice there's this girl i watch on tiktok and she like talks in like different voices i love her and i think someone commented on someone was like why are you talking so many different voices she's like i think she's like i don't like my real voice so she talks in different voices which i mean hey you know good for her i love that for her she is super great so um he often spoke in like a monotone voice and he wore the same hoodie every day and I guess he even had apps on his phone about serial killers and torture devices with the saying, you can't spell slaughter without laughter, written in his notebook, which I did not see that either. That's very, con that's very concerning to me because this happened um, August 12th in... Um,
2012, 2012, 2020, somewhere like that. I saw two dates. Unless he just went to court and was sentenced in 2020. I don't know. We'll find it. Um, I know it happened August 12th, though. Actually, real quick, we're going to look that up. Okay, yeah. Um, 2012. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. So. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Now, let's, um. So, yep. He had that in his notebook. So, Zachary Davis was born July 27th in 1997 to Melody and Chris Davis, and they also pre, um, they also had a child who was a year old, and his name was Josh. And when Zach was a child, he was quiet. Um, now, he did have a history of mental illness, but just when Zach was nine years old, his father actually had passed away due to ALS, which is commonly known as Lou Gehrig's disease, and the loss of his father had eventually led to Zach becoming very depressed, which eventually led to hospitalization for um, for uh, psychiatric treatments. As per Zach's um, paternal grandmother, he was actually referred to Dr. Bradley Freeman at Vanderbilt University Medical Center shortly after his father's death. The psychiatrist informed the family informed the family that Zachary had suffered some type of mental deficiency. Now, Zachary, it was reported with him, or Zach, it was reported with Zach, that he had heard voices and then he was eventually diagnosed with schizophrenia and depression. Now, normally, Zach was pretty calm. Um, he had a calm demisdemeanor, but Zach was eventually losing everything and this was making his um condition worsen zachary had oh my gosh zachary zach i'm gonna be calling them both because i'm reading it i wrote it down as zach and zachary so i apologize so zach actually went through two common phases which included the numbness and the depression but he failed to reach the third phase and that third phase was recovery and this was because his mother melanie had pulled him out of the clinic shortly after he started his recovery, which I agree this is why maybe he snapped. And I'm not saying it's the mom. I mean, you could take it as I'm saying it's the mom's fault, but I'm not, but I kind of am because mental health um, is so looked down on today's society that nobody wants to get their children help if there is something wrong. Um, like my parents, my dad, they didn't believe in mental health. My kids' dad, his family didn't believe in uh, mental health problems. Um, like he, my kids' dad, he's bipolar and he didn't get help until he was like 21. And he has very, very bad bipolar 
it's not as worse, but his parents basically refused to help him because they were like, no, like, that's not a real thing. You're fine. And he's had suicidal thoughts, um, even when we've split up and he tried to unalive himself. Um, but that's neither nor here or there. So, yes, the parents are, in this case, like, I do see, like, you should have let your son get help and... I just feel like mental health is not recognized in this thing. Um, and then I also believe some people, like the, some take advantage of it, like uh, Gypsy Rose's case when Dee Dee had uh, Munching, Munchausen syndrome um, by proxy, where she has like her, this own like sickness in her head and she's making people believe that her daughter was sick. So, like, it goes hand in it goes hand in hand to me. Like some people abuse and use it, and some people just overlook it and say like that can never be my child. And that seemed like what Zach's mom was doing, but this was the um. This is why his grandma like says this too, and it's why like I kind of like agree. His grandmother said like in trial, and it was given at trial that quote. Given the murders, this would not have happened if Zachary had received adequate medical care, which meaning if he was never pulled out of the psychiatric hospitals and he was receiving the treatment, the grandmother firmly believes that Zach would have never snapped. Now, could that be a lie? Absolutely. But are we ever going to know? Not really. So, like I said, um... He, Zach experienced two typical stages, which were the numbness and the depression, and he was unable to get to the third one, which was recovery. Because his mom basically just, like I said, upped and pulled him out and stopped and discontinued the treatment as he was beginning to recover. I'm going to stress that enough. And like I said, his grandmother made the claim in court that, like I just said, she does not think the murders would have happened if he would have received the proper medical care and the murders would not have occurred. And now we're going to jump to the night because I didn't go hardcore in this case. Um, despite Melanie working as a paraple- uh, paralegic and training as a triathlete, Zachary's mom did her best to, uh, best to her ability to overcome the loss of her husband and she tried to keep her son's her son's happy because let's not forget the boys just didn't lose the dad melanie had also lost her husband her part her partner her spouse whatever you want to call him in life she lost him too and she was trying to keep it together and because of that she was unaware of zach um who was struggling so bad with these mental health issues and they were basically beyond her control. So maybe that's why she didn't see like how he was struggling because she was figuring out just how trying to cope with the loss of her husband and her children's father. And on top of that, trying to keep the boys happy and working and training. And she, maybe she was just trying to keep herself busy and she was like, okay, like I'm here, I'm doing everything I need to but she wasn't looking at the full signs like that her son was struggling. Um, 
my one podcast I've talked about losing a child, losing my third child. Um, some days are better than others, and there are still some days where I can break down and cry because I just don't know what to do, and um, and that hit me hard. I've had, and I've had people say, I've gone off my rocker, like, I've lost my mind, and, like, I've just completely checked out, and I do think, do some things, like, that aren't, um, rash, that are, aren't rational, and I'm making, like, these terrible decisions, um, I, I struggle with it, and, like, I tell people, um, you don't know what it's like, unless you've ever been in that position, whether, like, losing, like, a loved one, um, losing a death of a child. I said there are some things that just mentally mentally kind of like just stay in your brain and you just have to grieve and process to the best that you can. Um, and I was in a dark place for a long time. And maybe that's what Melanie was, um, Melanie was doing too. Maybe she was like in this dark place and she threw herself into work. Um, I... I lost myself a little bit, um, not gonna lie, but, um, I have a tattoo on my chest that has all three of the kids' names, um, I have AJ, which is my oldest, Caden, which is my youngest, and then the third baby, I didn't know if it was a boy or girl, but I called him a little, him or her, little bean, so I have a little bean on my chest, um, which is great, so maybe that's why, um, Melody, Melanie, I don't know why I keep saying Melody, Melanie never, um, saw her son's, like, struggles because she was just trying to make sure she was doing, like, this, 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 this. We don't know. Either way, does not give, um, an excuse for anybody to kill a parent or kill somebody, and she did not deserve to lose her life. So, prior to August 10th, 2012, Zach, like I said, was not known to display, like, any violent behavior. Some people who are diagnosed with schizophrenia, um, they have violent behaviors. Um, my younger sister, she, um, she's got schizophrenia and she's got a whole bunch of other problems, um, because her mental health is really bad. And my mom, her her mom, because that's just a whole situation. I won't even call our mom my mom because that's just a mess of situation. Um, her mom has done, like, very well with it. Like, she's keeping up with it, which good for her. Um, she, my younger sister, she can, like, flip at the switch of a dime and all of this stuff, and it's just crazy. So, I've definitely been around it, but Zach wasn't known to be, like, one of them people who show the violence. So, Zach, his 16-year-old brother Josh, and his mom, um, they had ended up going to the movies together, and when they came back, Zach packed essentials such as clothes, notebooks, toothbrushes, gloves, a ski mask, and a claw hammer. He put that into a backpack and a satchel. And it, I mean, if you were ever to go into his room, like after the crime happened, it would basically appear that he was planning on running away. However, there was a hidden malicious intention, intention 
behind his actions. Um, Melanie, uh, she went to bed at 9 p.m. And while she slept, Zach, her youngest son, he retrieved a sledgehammer from the basement and he ended up entering her room. He had savagely attacked her um, nearly and striking her nearly 20 times. And from all the blows of him striking her with a sledgehammer, he did end up killing his mom. Zach was covered in his mother's blood and he just closed the door. And then he ended up going to the family playroom where he was completely... Uh, where he completely soaked the room in whiskey and gasoline before he decided to set it ablaze. So before he he doused the how doused that shit and he lit it up. However, because he closed the door, um, the fire was thankfully contained, and his brother Josh was awoken by the fire fire alarm. Josh then woke up and then he went to go, he went into his mother's room to save her. And that's when he found his lifeless mother dead, like all in the bed. And I, I mean, can you imagine how mentally that would, that would fuck you up? I mean, I can't. But Josh, and man- Josh managed to escape the fire while Zach was discovered by authorities 10 miles away from the home. During questioning, Zach revealed that he didn't feel anything when he actually murdered Melanie. Which, I mean, she gave you life. I don't see how you can't feel some type of way. During a court-presented videotape... Um, and we're going to go to the rest and trials now. Because there wasn't really a lot. I just thought I heard something. Um, Zach claimed um, that he actually heard the voice of his father. And his father had instructed him to kill his mom. And when he was asked by a detective if he would still carry out the attack if he was given a chance to go back in time. Zach responded this way. Quote, I would probably kill Josh with a sledgehammer as well. Um, do y'all ever see, do you ever see that interview with Jeffrey Dahmer, who I promise you we're going to cover? We're going to cover him. We're going to cover Ted Bundy. We're going to, we're going to cover some big cases. Um, I want to do the smalls and I'm trying to work my way up because those ones are going to be like, two three-parters i mean i haven't done um big case i think since i think john Bonet was my last big case that we've done in a couple parts but we're gonna get to all of them but do you remember the time when that one interview happened with whoever i can uh, the guy and jeffrey dahmer and they basically asked him like if you weren't caught would you still be doing this and I don't, I'm probably not quoting it word for word, but. And Jeff looked at them and was like, yeah, like I, if I wasn't caught, I would still be doing it to this day. And I'm like, what? I don't see how like some people are going to say that. 
And what Zach said was just crazy. Um, and I know he did. I know Zach did go on a um, a Dr. Phil exclusive. And that's exactly what my boyfriend showed me. And I think Zach said, like, the reason he killed if I don't. Okay, yep. We're going to actually, I think we're going to. I think we're going to go through it. And if we're not. Oh, yep. Well, I'm going to, we're going to get through it. So. He was on the Dr. Phil, like them exclusive ones, not where like it's the audience where Zach, where Dr. Phil sits down with the person like he sat down with Gypsy in the prison. He did this with Zach. Um, I guess then Dr. Phil attempted to show Zach compassion for the troubled teenager. And he said this, when I look into your eyes, I don't see evil. I see a lost soul. I mean, because... He lost, yes, he lost his father at nine. So that was true. That was very traumatic for him and for his brother. I mean, but Zach, I mean, he had mental illnesses and it just could have been a, it just could have been a thing, but we honestly don't know. So an ad- a defense attorney named Randy Lucas actually questioned Zach during the trial and he asked, Did your father tell you to do anything specific to your mother? Now, Zach answered no. And throughout the investigation, Zach actually displayed a complete lack of remorse, including when um, things were presented, like graphic photos of his mother's murdered body. He showed no emotional response, like it didn't faze him. Think about the Gabriel Fernandez trials, when Isaro was sitting there like stone cold faced and didn't say anything when the trial against him was happening, he didn't show any remorse. He just sat there like a stone wall, which is mind boggling. And then he was Zach was questioned about his choice of a weapon. Zach stated this quote I was worried that I'd miss. He chose a sledgehammer. As it gave him the highest chance of killing her. During the trial, the jury was shown Zach's interview with Dr. Phil, where he was asked, where Dr. Phil, when he sat down, Dr. Phil asked Zach and said, Why did you kill her? And Zach replied, She wasn't taking care of my family. And I just don't see how, like, if she, if your mom was like working and doing everything that she could to make sure you were happy, how was she not taking care of you? You had a place to live. You had food. You had clothes. You had all of this. So I don't know, but that is the re that is the reason he gave Doctor Phil, and that is apparently why he decided to kill his mom. I don't know why he attempted to kill his brother. I'm not sure. I don't think it's ever. I don't know if it's, um, oh, okay. I don't know if it's mentioned, but we're going to see. So, Zach ended up laughing while describing the size and the weight of the sledgehammer and the wet thumping sound it made as it repeatedly connected with his mother's head. He claimed he wanted to make sure she was dead, explaining 
his reason that that was him explaining his reasons why he struck her multiple times and hit her nearly 20 times he wanted to make sure she was dead zach then attempted to shift the blame on for his mom's murder to his brother and um a move and it, that was kind of a move that surprised his defense attorney because despite of the defense's admission of Zach's guilt when the attempted shift blame worse it the when Zach basically like tried to blame his brother um it worsened his case and it damaged the defense's chance of trying to get Zach a um a chance of basically of them securing a lenient sentence like not trying to go hardcore they wanted to maybe try to like lower it a little bit so he was crazy i mean he was 15 i know in the state of pennsylvania i know they can be if i'm right and i know the law like i think i do um anybody under the age of 16 they can be tried as an adult in certain circumstances, um, but I believe it might not even be PA. It might actually be anywhere because I've watched like kids behind bars and like they didn't get parole until like certain kids were like on a list, and they're like, no, like it's not humane to sentence these kids who are like thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, maybe even sixteen. I don't know um, to a life sentence without the possibility of parole, but I'm not sure. Um, I always thought that was, and maybe that's what his defense attorney was doing, but when that shift blame happened, it, like they said, it just basically worsened the case for them to secure a lenient sentence. And this is what a judge, this is what Judge D. David Gay said to Zach, Zachary Davis. You became evil, Mr. Davis. You went to the dark side. That's plain and simple. Um, And Zach was claim. Zach claimed that he was raped by his brother. Um, I don't know if it's... I don't know. Lisa House, a retired Sumner County Sheriff's deputy, had read a handwritten confession in one of Zach Zachary Davis's um, notebooks during the arrest. Bless you, Icon. And in the entry, it dated August 10th that Davis, Davis or Zach, alleges that his older brother raped him after their family moved to Hendersonville. And he said, quote, I was raped that day by him and I've been planning to kill him ever since. The journal entry stated. Um, that's unsettling. And then he wrote another entry, August 11th, and it said, I killed Melanie and left Josh alone to suffer. I didn't have any feelings. I felt no remorse. My only genuine regret was that I did not give her a faster death. I didn't want her to be in pain. And then during a videotaped interview with Major Don Lindsay... Lindsay, Zach committed to killing his mother with a sledgehammer around 11 p.m. And like I said, 
he chose a sledgehammer because we've talked about this because he feared that he was missing and he wanted to make sure his mother was dead. When asked if he'd do it again, he said yes, and then he said he would also kill his brother with the sledgehammer er, sledgehammer if he was given that opportunity. Regarding the rape allegations against his brother, Zach told the detectives that he only told his mother, and when he told his mother, he she didn't do anything about it. However, Josh stated that he loved his brother and was unaware of the rape accusations until after his mother's murder. So, they're allegations. We don't really know. We all know my story, but uh, some cases are different. And, you know, I was a victim of rape. Um, something I don't tread lightly on and I don't take lightly, but... With this, we don't know if it's true, and they are just alleged. And Josh says he was unaware of it till now. And their mom, Melanie, if Zach did tell her, she can't speak for herself because she's dead. So, where is Zach now? The 12-member jury struggled with the fact that while Zach clearly committed the murder with intention, it was... Evident that he was severely unwell. So that basically means that, okay, they're like, yep, this happened. But we also know from everybody saying and there being proof that he was in psychiatric places after his dad died, that he was not well. So... They know he is severely not okay. Oh, his mugshot looks rough. Zach's paternal grandmother, Gail Cron, she did appeal. She appealed to the court, highlighting his severe mental illness and the lack of the help that he did receive. And she stated that the tragedy, like I said, would not have occurred if he wasn't pulled out of the recovery program. And every teacher, every guidance counselor should have to stand trial alongside Zach, said his grandmother. Because they said, you know, they didn't help him, so they should be on trial too. Because if maybe if they would have told Zach's mom, like, hey, he needs to be in this or it's not going to be good. They just let her take him out. So she's basically saying, they let her take him out, they should be held accountable too. Um, his grandmother also said that Zach is not a terrible monster. He's a child who made a terrible mistake. And she believed, and Gail, the grandma, failed that his, believes that his mother failed him. With the, um, and he, she failed to get Zach the help that he needed, and he, in he needed and he didn't receive and also and she ultimately ultimately paid the price with her life um dr freeman the guy who diagnosed zach initially had also testified in court that his judgment was driven by his psychosis and that he could not have premeditated he could not have premeditated the murder due to his mental illness However, the jury, though, did not agree with Dr. Freeman, the grandma, 
and Zach was sentenced to life in prison after a verdict was reached within just three short hours. So today, District Attorney Ray Whiteley stated that Davis was smarter in Weiler than given credit for. And in Tennessee, a... Oh, those are fireworks. That's gun delay or not? No gunshots. Um, and in Tennessee, a life sentence requires a minimum of 60 years behind bars with a possibility of parole um, after 51 years. So Zach will be in his 60s before he could even be considered to be released for parole. But the true motive behind the murders is still unknown. Nobody actually knows why Zach did it. Um, Zach says because his mother failed to take care of him and he wanted to kill his brother because he allegedly raped him. But we don't know if it's true or not. Um, and it's probably just going to be one of them cases that it's just going to be, well, we don't know what's going to happen. Kind of like the Chris Watts case. We don't know why Chris Watts, I mean, we kind of know why Chris Watts did what he did, but we actually don't really know why. We don't know why Chris Watts just didn't get a divorce. And just go live with his mistress. We don't know why he had to kill Shanann, Nico, Celeste, and Bella. We have no idea. He could have just left. But I've lived in the Chris Watts case. And I just recently started picking it back up. Because now I see a whole bunch of stuff on TikTok. Because 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, that's five years. It's coming up in like... A couple, almost, what, two months? Yeah, two, three months. No, two months, because August 13th. Because it's almost June 13th. Um, that It's almost coming up five years of that tragedy. And, I mean, that case is circling again. And all these cases are sad. And everybody wants to know why Chris Watts did it. And he's said in the... In, Chris Watts has said in an interview... There is things he will take to his grave. A lot of people believe his mistress had something to do with it. And I am one of the people. I fully believe there were more more people involved in it um, than what is led. I don't ever think I've really shared... I don't really think I've ever shared my theory with you guys. Um, I... <laughs> And it's my theory. I fully believe Chris killed Shanann. I don't think he killed the girls. I believe his mistress killed the girls. But that's just me. That's my theory and that's my opinion. And my opinion is okay. And if you think something different, that's okay too. Because if we all had the same opinion, this world would not be how it is. And that's just me. So, like with Chris Watts, like with John Bonet, with Ted Bundy, Charles Manson, Jeffrey Dahmer, John Wayne Gacy, Zachary Davis, the Toy Box Killer. Um, who else? Richard Ramirez. Um, 
Oh, now you want to play me in cup pong? Bets. No, it didn't send. Um, we don't know why they killed. We, we don't know why. Um, and some of these cases suck. And I wish more than anything that I could solve the case. And I could be like, yep, I know why. I, and I, like I said, especially with the Watts case. I've been in this case for almost five years now. I've read books. I got to get three more books because um, there is, I feel like there's more that's not discovered. Um, I've read the dis- I haven't read the full discovery, but I've read most of the discovery. And you know, we all want to know why, but I also hope these families who have lost loved ones, who have lost people, family members, friends, cousins, uncles, sisters, brothers, aunts, uncles, grandmas, grandpas, anybody. Um, I hope everybody comes to a closure. Um, Gabby um, Petito and Brian Laundrie. Like, we don't know why Brian killed Gabby. Um, and I think his parents were involved with... De- they definitely knew more than they were saying. Um, Dee Dee Blanchard, like, what makes a person like that? What makes them, what makes them, uh, fake a child's illness to get help from all of these people and ju- to scam people? Like, that's not right. Um, Cleveland abduction. Why did he hold three girls captive for 10, 11 years? You know, it's stuff that we don't know. And most people, um, not even like, and I'm not even just talking about murders. I'm talking about like people who, who have had bad stuff happen in their life, like me. Um, I don't know why my, what my dad did or what my mom did, why they did that to me. Um, I've, I'm almost 27 and I've just came to the realization that they're never going to tell me why they did it. And I, it's something I just have to accept and I have to try to move on. Um, and try to find that closure just like people. Um, and it's like me losing the death of my third child. Um, I'll never know why that happened. And I, like I told my boyfriend yesterday, I was like, I'm, or I told him today and I said, did I do something wrong in this life to have this outcome did I do something that is that everything that is happening to me is it like my karma like did I do something wrong and I don't know it I don't know guys but I mean that was just a whole rant but we don't know why Zach killed and we don't know why these other people killed and we're never gonna know and it's heartbreaking for the families because you just want to know and it's sad but we can have these different opinions and theories because that's what makes everybody different but Zachary Davis, that I mean, it confuses me. Um, it's we have no idea. Maybe he, maybe, maybe he did snap. And I mean, and I maybe I kind of believe, yeah, maybe he just snapped. And maybe I do believe if he was treated fully and he was able to work past like all of the trauma, like of his dad passing and getting on like medication and helping him. Um, maybe this wouldn't have happened, but that's just, like I said, that's just my opinion. That's my theory. We, could that have worked? Yes, but it might not have. It, maybe this was in his deck of cards. 
this maybe this is what happened. I don't know, guys. Um, follow the Facebook page at Just a Girl in True Crime. You can follow the YouTube channel that I think I have like three videos up at Just a Girl in True Crime. <laughs> you can send me an email um at Just a Girl in True Crime at gmail.com which I'm gonna convert over to Apple. You can follow us on Instagram at Just Girl in True Crime. You can follow me on TikTok. It's called Heaven's True Crime. It's lowercase H-E-A-V-E-N. True crime. No spaces. All one word. Um, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, email. All right, I think I got everything, guys. Um, yep, I think I got everything. This is a long case, and now I'm going to get ready to post it on my TikTok. So, that, um, that'll be fun. But, alright guys, that is everything. Um, you know, please, if you have any concerns, questions, or ways I can improve, you guys know how to reach me. You can even rate this podcast, because I'm really trying to get back into it. My boyfriend thinks I'll go far, and it's something that I enjoy. He says he sees the way I light up when I talk about it. Um, but tonight we're going to watch the movie called Dash Cam, and it looks terrifying as shit, but <laughs> we're going to watch it. So he said he's doing something for dinner, and he won't tell me, and he said, have the movie ready, but he should get off at 10.30, and I'm hoping because I don't like being uh, here alone. It's It just freaks me out because he likes to scare me. Even though I'm a big horror fan, I scare easy, and I call our dog, he just licks people. He's not an aggressive uh, French bulldog. So, he would lick them to death. Yeah, we know. But, guys, that's everything. And I hope you enjoyed this episode and my ranting and, and all of that. But I'm going to do this on TikTok now. So, <laughs> I will be seeing you guys later. Or talking to you later.